to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of, Je of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel of all you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Thank you. Please be seated. Yeah. Guys, I want you to put your hands up. We're going to be playing a game called This or That Joy Edition. And so I'm going to ask you some things. And I want you to put your hand up if this thing on the screen gives you more joy than the other thing on the screen. So, you ready? Hands up if you find more joy in bodyboarding than surfing. Only a few. Oh, no, bodyboarding is great. You love bodyboarding. All right, hands down. Hands up if you find more joy. Shh. Hands up if you find more joy in Instagram over TikTok. All right, TikTok wins that. Hands up if you find more joy in sweets over savory. You would prefer to go to a lolly shop than a pie shop. All right, Savory wins that battle. Voice is down. Shh, guys, we are just going to put our hands up. No speaking. Shh. We're just going to put our hands up. No speaking. Hands up if you like soccer over rugby. Wow. That brings you more joy. Well, tonight, guys, we're going to be thinking a lot about joy, and we're going to be thinking about what is the source of our joy? Where does our joy, in other words, come from? In this letter, we'll see the letter of Philippians written by Paul the Apostle, and Paul has this guy next to him who supports him in ministry called Timothy. Paul and Timothy are writing to a church called Philippi, and their hearts are overflowing with joy. And Paul says throughout the letter things like, be glad and rejoice. He really desires God's people in Philippi to be full of joy. And he makes it clear that God's people are both commanded to rejoice and to be known for rejoicing. And my hope and prayer as we look at Philippians this term is that as you read the text and wrestle with the scripture, that your heart too 
will be inspired by Jesus Christ, so much so, 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 much so that you continue to rejoice in the hope that you have in salvation, which Jesus gives you. And so Paul helps us understand in the words of A.W. Tozer, who's this guy who died and lived long ago, Paul really wants to get this point to us. The people of God ought to be the happiest people in the whole wide world. People should be coming to us constantly and asking about the source of our joy and delight. We are called to be a joyful people. But the question Paul is really, where we should be asking ourselves is, which Paul answers is, what is the source of our joy? What is the source of our joy? I encourage you to open up Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Philippians 3, verse 1. Paul says this, My brothers and sisters, rejoice in the whom? The Lord. Also skim forward to chapter 4, verse 4. Chapter 4, verse 4. It says again, rejoice in the what? Lord, I will say it again, rejoice. What is the source of our joy as people who love Jesus, who love God? It is our King Himself, our Lord Jesus. Jesus is the source of our joy. And so if we want to be joyful, we must be close to the source of our spiritual vitality, Jesus Christ. He is our ever-present source of happiness. True joy does not rest on our earthly circumstances because we, fa we fail our grades. We are often rejected by those who we thought were our friends. And the weather is unpredictable. If we place our joy in those things, we're going to live a life full of constant disappointment and pain. If we lean on things such as grades, friends, and the weather for true satisfaction, I guarantee you'll wander through life always disappointed. And that's how I felt before I came to know Jesus Christ. Every weekend from years seven to 10, I would finish school on Friday and head to my best mate's house called Bo. And when I was at his house, we would anticipate spending the whole of Saturday riding the waves on Flinders Beach in Port Macquarie. It would take us about 20 to 30 minutes to walk to the beach. And there were points where we were so eager to surf, but when we rocked up to the beach, what was it like? Flat. No waves. We were <laughs> depressed. And so we carried all our bodyboarding gear back to his house, sat down and watched movies. Our joy was crushed. True joy rests upon our stable relationship with Jesus Christ. Even when life sucks and things go out of control, Jesus says, don't worry. All is well. I've got this. Eternity awaits. Rest on me. Rest on me. So I want to pause and ask you the question, do you have this joy that Paul speaks about? Do you have joy 
that comes from Jesus Christ. When life is hard and you are going through painful situations, are you still able to find joy? I would like to say today, you can always be joyful in the hope that God gives you through Jesus. And this is a joy I found, as you heard, at summer camp, when I realized that I was a broken sinner I turned to God, I repented of my sin, all my evil, and found salvation in Jesus. The hope of eternity in Jesus. Even in hard times, I can still be joyful because I'm resting in Christ. I'm living in the hands of God, my protector, the one who guards me, who keeps me, who's always with me because of what Christ accomplished. At the cross, Christ secured the joy of our salvation and became the most glorious object of our joy, says one Bible scholar. And so Jesus is our true source of what? Can you say it? Joy! You've got it! That is what the whole letter of Philippians is about, rejoicing in the Lord but how does this joy express itself? Well, one of the ways joy expresses itself is in a rich, heartfelt, joyful prayer life. And this is the big idea today that I'd like to point out with you. Joy in Christ expresses itself through heartfelt prayer. And we have a bit of an insight today into Paul's prayer life. And I'd like to touch on two aspects of his prayer. First of all, thanksgiving. His prayers are full of thanksgiving and that expresses his joy in the grace of Jesus Christ. And so open up your Bibles again to Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with what? Joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. These words actually shock most readers, if we understand the background. At the time of writing Philippians, Paul was imprisoned. He was in a jail cell, trapped, unable to visit his loved ones, those who he desperately longed to be with. But when he thought about the Philippians, he continued to give thanks to God for them with a joyful smile, a spirit of thanksgiving. As people who shared in the grace of the gospel, the grace that saves us from sin and death, he has deep affection in his heart for these fellow believers who share in the Lord Jesus Christ with him. It is clear giving thanks to God for the partnership of the Philippians inspired Paul to remain all the more joyful in Jesus Christ. For this reason, heartfelt gratitude, thanksgiving, does not only express our joy in Christ, but I believe that it also strengthens 
our joy in Christ. As he prayed and looked back at the past and thought about all those memories he shared with the Philippians and praised God for them, it strengthened him as he was struggling in a Roman cell or whatever cell. Most scholars think it, was in my, it might have been in Rome. And so I would like to ask you the question, are you in a hard season of your life? Are you struggling? Is there something that's causing you ache, stress? Something that you struggle to even share with your closest friends? I want to encourage you today to consider thanking God for giving you such a wonderful community, such as Christ Church St. Ives Youth who can partner with you to celebrate all that Christ is doing today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And I do hope and pray that that will strengthen you and inspire your hearts to be even more joyful. I love these words from a preacher. He's an American preacher, and he says this about this particular text. When offering prayers for others, we are diverted away from our own problems to the lives of others. This kind of selfless praying is good medicine for our own troubled souls because it takes our gaze off from ourselves and refocuses it on others. Thanksgiving both expresses and strengthens our joy in Christ. And so here's something that you could maybe think about. And this is something I do. Each morning I read a portion of the Bible and then I write down in my journal something from that passage that I'm thankful for. I encourage you to maybe practice thankfulness yourself as a way to not only grow your joy, but express your joy in Jesus Christ. But that's not all Paul has to say about prayer. This brings us to the second and final aspect of prayer. His prayers of petition express joy in Christ. You might be wondering, what on earth, Jesse, is petition? Hands up if you know what petition means. A few of you, well, I'm going to explain it. Petition is all about asking God for what we need and possibly even the needs of others. And so when we're asking God to do something or to, when we're praying for another person, we're making petitions to God. And in verses 9 and 11, Paul is full of petitions, joyful, heartfelt petitions. Open up your Bibles and look with me at verses 9. Chapter 1, verse 9. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in the knowledge and depth of insight. And we go right to the end there, verse 11, to the glory of and praise of God. What does he pray for? Any ideas? Anyone want to have a jab? What is he praying for? That's your love what? Yeah, go. Yeah. He prays that their love for each other in Philippi would grow and grow and grow all for the praise of God. 
But there's something fascinating about this love. This growth of love does not come from a wild experience, from fancy traditions in the past, or the inspiring words of our favorite influencer. It's not love like Taylor Swift type love. And you might know these lyrics, take me out and take me home. It's not that type of love. It doesn't say I would, like, I would fall from grace just to touch your face. This is not the love that Paul is talking about here. It is a special type of love that is founded on something. What is it founded on? It's a K word, knowledge. Knowledge of whom? God. This is a knowledge that comes from here, the Word of God. And as they continue to grow in love, the Philippians, according to the Word of God, it will ultimately enable Paul to give all the more praise to God and for more and more people to praise God as people look at the Philippian church and see their lives transformed by the amazing gospel of Jesus Christ. And so guys, I want to close with these words. And this is really the take-home point that I'd like to think, you to think about today. We've learned two key points from Philippians today. We've learned about the source of our love. What is the source of our love? Yell it out. Jesus. And what's one way we can express that love? Enjoy through prayer. And may we continue to thank God for what He's doing in the past and also to pray for the future things so that all the more people will be full of the joy that is found in Jesus Christ. Let's pray, guys. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are here today, first time together um, for the year, and we do pray that this year we will make sure that we never lose sight of the joy that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. May we grow in love for each other. May we continue to grow in knowledge. But most of all, may we cultivate a prayer life so that we can continue to give glory to your name in all we do and say. We pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.